Good morning, planet Earth. Good morning to the various groups vying for power far down in Antarctica. Good morning to the farmers plowing their fields, raising their crops, feeding their pigs. It is November the 16th, 2023. Bo Blimdock, that's right, November the 16th. And you say, well, Dan, I haven't heard from you in a week. Well, this is technically correct. Um, and to all my listeners out there, there's a few things I just want to say up front. Number one, we're all adjusting to whatever is going on as best we can. Currently, I'm doing the best I can. I really would like to do a podcast just about every day, but it's just not feasible right now. It could be in a week or so, a month, who knows. If I get into my groove and find myself in a really good place, yeah, maybe. But right now, it's about one or two a week, and I wish I could do better than that, but it's probably not going to happen anytime soon. The other thing is... There's that project I talked about like five, six weeks ago, um, Bigfoot War One, and I have a chapter one written, not that I'd recommend reading it, because right now I'm kind of feeling, feeling stanky on the whole thing, but I'm probably going to put that on hold for a lot of different reasons, not the least of which just the bad mojo. Um, doesn't mean I'm giving up on it. I've started many projects in my life, especially writing projects, where I get one or two chapters done and I just don't feel it. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Um, At this point in my life, I'm just trying to get by. And the more realistic conversations I have with friends and, and family of mine where I'm living, the more I realize that the margin of just getting by and sinking below the surface is a very, very narrow margin. But it is almost 6.40 a.m. on November the 16th, 2023, Bo Blimpta. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. Oath Keepers was a deep state data mining operation Likely the target set for QAnon, that's Q later on. That's right, Oath Keepers. I will admit to something. Back when I was still a voter, back when I called myself a libertarian about 13, 14 years ago, I signed up for Oath Keepers, and I feel like a moron. In retrospect, I should have known at the time exactly what it was. It was, it was list making. It was data mining. I mean, Obama, whatever you want to say about President Obama, he created, he acted like a lightning rod. Um, He created a lot of disarray, a lot of division. And a lot of people back in 2008, 2009, really 2009, 2010, after the election, a lot of people in 2009, 2010 were really not too sure what that would mean. 
Um, they weren't really sure. They kind of thought the worst case scenario because what did they know? We all should have known better. I should have known better. Do, do I, does it bother me in any list-making sense that my name is on a list? No, that's not really the issue here. My name is on plenty of lists. It's more like just being so stupid to believe that it was a real thing. To believe that, I don't know, is it Stuart Rhodes, that any of that was real. In retrospect, it, it, it seems fake. It looks fake. And the purpose, especially when you consider January the 6th, 2021, the date that people like me said, don't go to Washington, D.C. because it's bullshit, because it's an operation. Don't be part of it because you're going to be, you know, you're going to be sorry. I told people not to go. I said, this is 100% fed. The fact that you're not going to the Eccles building or that you don't even know what or where the Eccles building is should tell you everything you need to know about that little protest. No actual power was threatened that day. No legitimate sovereign was threatened that day. Nobody who could actually make your life better was remotely threatened on January the 6th, 2021. A lot of fake bullshit a lot of shibboleths, a lot of make-believe nonsense was threatened, but any actual power over your life to make a difference was not. So Oath Keepers was a data mining operation. Next topic. Do you feel it? Anyone else feel like this? Anyone else feel like one day they will have 20 wives and impregnate them and raise a new super race? I think breeding my own private army of super people based upon my highly advanced semen is a great goal. You know you have powerful spunk. And the women are afraid of its citrus flavor and the turbulent energy bottled up in your jam, they will come from miles around. Yes, they'll come from miles around to kneel before you and your canal tube. And the green smoke blows, baby. You ever think about that? Do ya? When you're eating the scoop flesh, when you're receiving protein fines, you can have sick monkey meat with freak sauce. You can have taco fresh, mangled, sorted, and new. You can take grandpa to the Taco Bell facility. You get free tokens for Taco Tuesday. You ever feel like that, baby? Here's another quote from Dr. Freckles. If you're heading to a protest directed against the state, the state power, state power, that's the power of the government in the USA, and you're not visiting the Eccles building, then it's fake. You figure that out for yourself. So in my notes, I have a link to an article. Um, it refers to a young man, Jonathan Lewis, who was purportedly beaten to death in Las Vegas. And I don't know how real the story is. I got to be honest with you, at this point in time in American history and world history, 
most of this news looks like garbage to me. And, and it doesn't mean the story is fake, but it does mean that there's an obvious reason it's highlighted. And it relates to trauma monkeys. It relates to keeping people kind of in a divided state of mind. It, it produces fear. Do I think that a lot of people are at the breaking point? Ten years ago, uh, when we were supposedly in a recovery from that great financial crisis, and I say supposedly because I don't think we ever did recover. I think we papered over a global depression and we made it seem like there was progress being made, but there was none, just debt being accumulated. And not just government debt, by the way, but all types of fake money. And so, you know, 10 years ago, people were told everything's fine. If you ask me, for the last decade plus, people have been simmering, boiling. A lot of people have been pushed to the brink. Your particular hospital, deep state, blow people up, economic world of spying on people might have done well in the last decade. For, but for actual people in a real economy where people want to buy goods and services and are not forced to, okay... Yeah, that economy's been kind of in the tank for a decade. And so these stories, whether it's this story or the dude in Panama or in other places, they could be fake, they could be real. Who knows? Do I think a lot of people are at their breaking point? Yeah, I do. I see it with my own eyes. And so, and I see it with my own eyes, by the way, friends. I see it with my own eyes in a place that is relatively removed from the rest of the world. And people are there. They're there. It wouldn't take much. Next topic. Yeah, they're still investigating the cocaine at the White House, which is funny when you think about it, huh? The White House has yayo. The White House has Coke. Go to the White House, but don't go broke. Bring 10% for that big guy. And I won't lie, you'll get a little bit of the white cake. And you can hang out with Hunter in the Lincoln bedroom and do hookahs and cocaine. Yes, White House cocaine, White House cocaine. Next topic. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. The most anti-Semitic force in the world today is the modern state of Israel. I'm going to let you simmer on that one. We'll go to the next topic. My brain rejects John Hughes movies for the same reason my brain rejects war films, Dr. Freckles. Now, briefly, this is what I'll say about this Dr. Freckles quote. I cringe now, for the most part, when I see a movie like Sixteen Candles. It isn't to say that it's a terrible film, but looking back, like I said, I don't think it really represented very much of America, even back in the 80s, even in the most rural, separated, suburban, nice communities. I don't think it was realistic. But John Hughes produced these movies, and they kind of like put you into a state of mind, oh, it's okay in America because Ronald Reagan is president, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of a manipulation. And this applies to war films, too. Even war films that are quote-unquote anti-war, like Platoon 
or Apocalypse Now. Even in that scenario, I kind of cringe at war films because at the end of the day, there's still a message being sent. You know, guns are cool, bombs are cool, you might get to date the prom queen, but you might not though. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. Doesn't a dude having his throat slit by a skate make hockey more cool? That's terrible, Dan. Eh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Hockey's a violent sport. I've never researched how many people have been killed in hockey, but my guess is it's more than zero, and at least more than one. It isn't to say violence is good, but... <laughs> I don't know what to say about hockey. It's a basically an extremely violent sport that comes awfully close to being the kind of violence that could kill people. Doesn't mean people are trying to kill people on purpose and that one dude with a skate, who knows? Next topic. This is horrible. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. If someone tells you that you have COVID-19, seek at least one other opinion. If a hospital said your loved one died of COVID-19, hire a fucking lawyer. Yeah, I don't want to spend more time on the monkey herpes. Here's a couple quotes from Dr. Freckles that are related. Slaves are often told to never give up. Slaves are often told to maintain a positive attitude. Slaves are told you should smile when you clean out the poop vat. Make sure it's sparkling clean. Slaves are told when they're blowing up a building, they're doing it for justice. Why don't you have a positive attitude? Dan. Yeah, I, I've thought a lot on the positive attitude freaks in the last 10 years. And here's, a, here's something I will say about that. I, I, I think if you're in a situation of injustice, if you're participating in a system that abuses people, that steals from people, that sends military force thousands of miles, thousands of miles, excuse me, I gotta drink some Coca-Cola or something here. If you support military force that goes thousands of miles away from the United States to rip off oil from poor people, aka Syria, then yeah, you know, you're told to be positive, you're told to like, be optimistic. You're told to never give up. But what are you not giving up on? Or excuse me, what would you give up on? Whenever somebody says, be positive, my question is about what? If the answer they return is, well, everything, then I know they're a shithead. They got problems. If you want to give me a legitimate thing to be positive about, sure, I'll do that. I'll play that game. But no, 
I'm sorry. These are these, this is a kind of gaslighting too, friends. If someone comes up to you and you have a legitimate issue and they're saying, well, if you you just have to be positive and your positive energy, that is slave thinking. That's what keeps a person a slave, that kind of bullshit. Get over it. Sometimes you need a negative attitude. And sometimes when it's a really bad idea harming people, how can I phrase this? You literally need to give up. You need to stop. If what you're doing is harming yourself or others, stop. Give up. Quit. If what someone's promoting is terrible and results in murder and destruction, it is okay to have a negative attitude about it. Okay? Next topic. Dan! Oh, Dan. So I have another link in the notes about a robot that killed a man in Korea. You can look into that yourself. I don't care. It's sad that the robots are killing people. But lots of people saw it coming, baby. Robots made strong by man's technology they're killing people. Yes, those terrible robots. All people agree. The robots are coming for you. The robots are coming for me. People are becoming more hateful of women and their female confusion. The grand war of the booty zone is why. All people are breaking down to shame tribes with the goal of isolating those parts of women folk that suck the most and replacing those parts with cigarette butts and stale beer. Women are to be re-engineered and reimagined as you brines made of cat fur and long-lost deer carcasses. And their minds will be dental floss and nail polish remover. All people agree about this. I think a lot of nice people agree that we have to harvest old people as taco meat for the chili and the curry. We can come up with all kinds of woolly-headed reasons for not grinding up people over the age of 60 in the meat patties. But aren't you tired of division and the woke politics? So get to it, start chopping. Most people agree we should breed panthers armed with neck-mounted 9mm Gatling guns to patrol our streets to keep them clean. They can feed on homeless people and German tourists.
lot of people think this would be a good idea. I think I'd name my first boy child Clark and my first daughter Ferocia. People are generally consistent with regards to... I think I'm going to call my next girlfriend Puddleflower. See how long that relationship lasts. People ponder this. Some of you are Klez Realm Jurgers. Whereas others are festering weasel bats and their minds are filled with jerpies. That's what makes you special and why we love you. Some believe... Some people think they know the truth, and they tell it to you. But I'll tell you about these people. These people might be dimensional travelers, or Bigfoot, or Mothmen. They might be shadow people, living in the cracks of the world, the crevices. There might be a shadow person living in your woman's hole, baby. And many people agree on that. And many people agree on this. John Hughes movies were really part of MK Ultra. Give me that food, baby. That's all there is to it. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. I remember this one time the most powerful people that ever lived yelled fire in a crowded theater. What am I thinking of? I remember this one time, maybe... 2020, when people with power set fire to the building, what am I thinking about? They yelled fire in a crowded theater, baby. Yeah, their freedom of speech was not hampered. You remember that one time? The people with all the resources and power decided to yell fire in a crowded theater and then ask yourself, what the fuck is free speech in this country at this point? Here's another quote from Dr. Freckles. Charles Ingalls is the Rick Grimes of Captain Kirk's. Don't go with Charles. He, he's so friendly. He'll take you down the road. He'll take you to Walnut Cove. He'll take you to very places like Sleepy Hollow or some other place. And along the way, you will die. Don't go with Charles Ingalls. He'll take you various places. You'll think it's safe. But it's not safe from the horseman. Here's another quote from Dr. Freckles. Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> Who the fuck chases waterfalls? Don't go chasing waterfalls. What does that even mean? How do you chase a waterfall? Next topic. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. Something that ordinary people would not maintain voluntarily should never have been built in the first place, Dr. Freckles. This is worth stopping on for a second, isn't it, my friends? Um, 
a lot of people will say to themselves, you know, hey, we need a stadium. Hey, we need a new freeway. Hey, we need a nicer airport. People will say that to themselves, but the question is, could you organize enough of those people to pay for the stadium or the airport or the freeway? And almost always, the answer is no. Now, the response of the status, the voter is, well, Dan, that's why we have voting. So the majority rules, and if the minority doesn't want to be ripped off, they can go to Somalia. Well, okay. I mean, except for the fact that the Marines and the Army and the Navy and the Air Force generally follow you to Somalia, along with the CIA, you know, TAC team. Yeah, that sounds great, except for reality. No, it's not cool to, to rip money off from people. And the end result ends up being, most times, is we're going to have a stadium, no matter what you think. We're going to float a bond. And if you don't like it, too bad. But we are reaching a point in the game, my friends. I don't care if it's a bridge. I don't care if it's a stadium. I don't care if it's a tunnel. We're reaching a point in the game where if people are not willing to voluntarily maintain it, it will fall apart. And this applies to a lot of roads and a lot of highways, my friends. This applies to railroad tracks. This, this applies to the infrastructure itself. If people have, neither, have not, neither the time nor the resources, if they don't have the ability to do so, and more importantly, if they don't want to, it simply is going to fall apart, whatever it is. Get, get used to it, accept it. It's coming soon, baby. A lot of crap's going to be falling apart very soon. Here's another quote from Dr. Freckles. You can build so many amazing things in a free world. You can build starships to travel to Mars. You can build fantastic cars that get 100 miles to the gallon. You can build amazing things in a free world. You build nothing but death in a tyranny. Here's another quote from Dr. Freckles. All I want for Christmas is poo. That's what the Mariah Carey Christmas song sounds like to me now. Yeah, it does. All I want for Christmas is poo. Here's another quote from Dr. Freckles. I'm calling it, every child born since 2019 is Generation Boblimpdoc. Their minds will be filled with razor blades. Their fists caked in blood. Their mind will be filled with ants. Their fists covered in dirt. Under their nails will be the screaming flesh of those things they find. Generation Boblimpdoc. If you were born after 2019, you are Generation Boblimpdoc. Isn't that great? Fuck you. So a week ago, 
Thursday, right, a week ago, I was in a pretty, pretty bad state. Um, it was pretty, it was, a, it was kind of a fucked up day. It was also kind of a good day, you know, I had some successes, I think, tutoring and mentoring, so it's okay. I, I shook my fist at God. God does not want you lukewarm, buddy. I helped out some kids, right? I don't know. I had a kid thank me for proofreading an essay. That's great. And then there's the post office. And they lost an important package. Now, since then, the package has been found. And when I think of that package being lost, I think of that Kevin Costner movie, The Postman. You remember that movie where the postman saves us from the barbarians? I think about that time that Spock, that time he killed Admiral Dama to save E.T.'s life because he wanted to make love to Jodie Foster. I remember that. Yeah, somehow the package being sent to me was rerouted back to its, you know, original source. But as the postman provided me with his explanation, I sensed a kind of DMV license lady vibe. It's okay. Stuff doesn't quite work, folks. It is what it is. I heard Scanty's Blue Barmy is attacking Grinkentown next week. And there might be a lesbian Sky Navies involved flying in their vacuum battleships 20 miles up, pushed along by ion drives and trading fire with rapid shooting railguns. All of this happening 20 miles above the surface of the Earth. How do the Sky Lesbian Navies reproduce? The Insertotron, a double-sided dildo, with ribs for her pleasure. It pulls an egg from both women and combines them to produce a new lesbian that looks like Pam Greer or Scarlett Johansson, who carries a dildo baby the Insertotron randomly chooses, which means there's a tiny monkey inside the Insertotron. It flips a coin. I call him Schrodinger's monkey. Have you heard that onion stuffing is a euphemism among millennials? It means putting onions in your butt and into your boobula while making love. The millennials love it. But it's not the end of the world. I don't know. This is kind of a crazy rant. Been thinking a lot about round meal, you know. I predict the coming of the round meal factories, really. Outside of town, all the gumptus and old corn syrup and noodles will be placed in a vat into which are dumped the unviables, the unacceptables, the scoob folk, the old and the sick, the angry and the homeless all go into the round meal vat. Round meal kings will surround your homes and farms. 
they'll play Metallica all all night long as you wait behind your door, fully loaded mags, cowering and shivering the night. You'll eat your last can of chili as the dog warriors come by and bring their pillowcases filled with D-cell batteries. The round meal will be frozen solid and then launched at all the hoi polloi using a giant electrified and robotic trebuchet. It'll have a range of three miles. If you live within range, you get a round meal chucked at you for savings. Yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. I'm going to leave it at that. Round meal, round meal, where are you? Living someplace inside your poo. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. You can eat a can of chili cold right out of the can. And you hold up that empty can to your ear, it becomes a seashell. A seashell of hopelessness. You can eat a can of stew in a cold, dark room surrounded by cats. Hold up that empty can after Schniggins licks it out. You'll hear a story of some dude surrounded by cats. Here's another quote from Dr. Freckles. The best thing about the right thing, about doing the right thing, is joy. There's plenty of joy between you and harming somebody else. More than enough. Think on that. Here's another quote from Dr. Freckles. Gandalf is the Hitler. You get that now, right? Here's another quote from Dr. Freckles. If Bilbo owned a 357 Magnum that day Gandalf showed up, <laughs> Things would have turned out differently. Here's another quote from Dr. Freckles. If you are standing on a beach and you see a massive tsunami, a giant wave coming towards you, you can run... You can walk towards it solemnly, or you can stand there firmly, staring at it and laughing at it. These are your choices. If you see a giant tsunami coming towards you, you're probably going to die. So you can run away from it, you can walk towards it all depressed, or you can stand there and laugh at it. These are your choices. You know, I talk about a lot of stuff on this podcast that is a little bit distressing, and that's putting it mildly. And it's great to try to make things funny, but not everything's funny. It's not the end of the world, okay? A lot of crazy shit is happening, 
And yeah, I'm sorry to say, some really crazy shit is on the way that's going to make what you've seen so far, you know, kind of look like it's mostly fake, to be honest with you. Um, and the forces at work are, for the most part, beyond our control. It doesn't mean you simply have to accept. It doesn't mean you have to have a positive attitude. It doesn't mean never give up if you're doing something shitty. But what it does mean is that there's very little likelihood that you or I are going to redirect the momentum of history. Because a couple years ago, history became unstuck. And all the Strauss, Howe, Fukuyama, generational, great singularity bullshit got tossed out the fucking window. Along with the Marxists and the commies that hang out with them. History's unstuck, folks. And this does not please the people in charge. This is why they took a wrecking ball to human civilization in 2020. This is why they did what they did, in my opinion, because history is unstuck. And you can have all kinds of fantasies playing out in your head about buses showing up filled with diesel fuel to truck you someplace where there's going to be more diesel fuel to refuel them because it's going to be more than one truckload, right, Alex? But the fact is, after 2020, you should know that if you live in a city, you're already at the FEMA camp, A, and B, they ain't going to truck shit to you. They're not going to bring you water. They're not going to bring you food. They might keep the internet working for a month or two just so you can watch a stock market go up as you and your family starve to death. Because that might be funny. Yeah. Now, given what I've said, and given that things could get really crazy, and given that it's unlikely that you or I are going to change that, how should you approach it? I say laugh at it. I say stand on your ground. Be smart. If you can find a part of the toilet, so to speak, where there's a crusty that you can hold on to during the great flush, that's smart. But you're still not going to, you're not going to stop the flush, baby. You're simply finding a crusty to hold on to. So I say, Look at the tsunami straight in the eyes and laugh. Next topic. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. Fun fact. <laughs> really fun. Fun fact. During famines, seconds and thirds are not a thing. Unless it's long pig. During a famine, when there's not enough food, seconds and thirds... Only happens on Taco Tuesday. Did you take your sick friend? Did you take your sick grandpa? Did you take old uncle, old uncle Weasel Gutty, down to the Taco Bell facility and get your free tickets? Taco Tuesday. Everybody gets seconds. Everybody gets seconds on Taco Tuesday. Everybody. Everybody gets round meal. 
If you listen to this podcast and you enjoy it, that's great. Uh, there's a link to PayPal in the notes. It has, it's been difficult to sort of keep up a level of quality um, with this podcast for lots of reasons, as I stated at the beginning. And I'm not sure it's going to immediately fix itself. Um, part of the problem is my living situation. Part of the problem is my job. Part of the problem is just life. And life is messy for most of the people I know right now. So if you listen to this podcast and you enjoy it, I'm not giving up on it. But the reality is I might get down to only one or two podcasts a week. And I'm going to try to change that. But it may not happen overnight. So you can donate to it if you want to. But here, listen to the disclaimer, okay? Before you donate to this podcast, make sure you take care of your food, water, shelter. Before you donate to this podcast, help the people you know and love. Before you donate to this podcast, if you set aside six months of food and you have a dog named Fido, make sure you set aside six months of food for Fido. And remember, it's not the end of the world. So before you donate to this podcast, if you've taken care of your food, water, shelter, Fido, and friend issue, make sure you take care of yourself. A time is coming in the not-too-distant future where a lot of the things we take for granted, like going to Starbucks, like going to some restaurant, like going to the grocery store and having food there, any kind of food, let alone steak, yeah, time is coming where a lot of that stuff, no matter how many wheelbarrows of notional money you have, even if you rip your house up by its foundations, put it on, a, on some type of a flatbed, and truck it to the grocery store, a time is coming where there just won't be anything there to buy at all. This is not going to be Weimar Republic, okay? People keep wanting to believe we're going to repeat the past. Believe me, that's not what this looks like. Okay, just because it's not the end of the world doesn't mean it ain't going to be fucking hard. But right now, you can still go see a movie. Right now, you can still take your significant other to a restaurant. Right now, you can still pick up the phone and call somebody you haven't spoken to in a while. Right now, if you have the resources, you can still just live your life and be joyful. Because when it comes to tsunamis, or frankly, the will of God... You know, you can shake your fist all day, but it's not going to change shit. What's going to happen is going to happen. That's it. That's, that's the nature of history. But right now, you can still do those things that can make you happy. So before you donate to this podcast, do yourself a favor and donate to yourself. Treat yourself to something, okay? Bring some joy into your life because there'll be a point in the future where you look back and say, well, gee, I wish I would have. Don't be a wish I woulda. Live your life fully right now, knowing that nothing is guaranteed. Life has always been crazy, even in good times, and everybody dies. 
But if you've done all the things you need to do and some of the things you want to do and you still have money left over, you can donate to this podcast. Go ahead and click on that link, Texas billionaire, Bitcoin baron. Go ahead, prove it. It is Thursday, November the 16th, 2023. And there are people wandering Sector 14 looking for gamblers, looking for shamblers, looking for heathen folk covered in oils and greases. There are people in Quadrant Bravo riding dinosaurs and harpooning whales. So you better have a great Thursday. Because tomorrow's Friday, baby. And that means you get to be free.